Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Leave It on the Dance Floor. This is my 25th episode. Ah, my goodness. I cannot believe it. You know, I fought and fought. I did not want to do this whole podcast thing. But now that I'm doing it, I love it. It is so great to talk in depth with some of the people, some of the kids that were on Dance Moms, you know, uh, choreographers, producers, friends. It's been great. So I want to thank all of the ALDC elites as well as the ALDC junior elites. And as a special thank you today, I'm going to read your name and give you a great big shout out. Woo woo. Yes. Here we go. Special thanks to Lily. Your feet are like hooves, Victoria, Caro, Keisha, Kesha, Michaela Durkin, Claire Elizabeth, Amanda Rustin, Sidonia Tyson, Stasia, Karen, I hope you're not a Karen, Karen, Karen McQueenie, Sydney, Kelly, Morgan, Rin Ten. All the thanks goes on to Lenoris, Warren. Astrid, Jackie, Imogen, Alexa, Vicky, Kevin, Alyssa, Catherine, Tanith, Mariah, Ruby, Jasmine, Lindsay, Jess, Casey Ellingsworth, Jane R., Katandra, Nikki, Riley, Alexis, Stephanie, Elizabeth, Timothy, Anna, Anna, Ibrahimkabeva. Thank you, Ira. Thank you, Anna. And Kaylee, Amariah, Emma, Mia Mello, Truly, Livy, Gabby, Maggie, Lauren, Serena, E.M. That's mysterious. E.M. Allie, Haley, Kelsey, Alicia, Alicia. Not sure on that. Mackenzie. And we're going to keep on thanking all of you. Here we go with Trinity, Tammy, Alexandra, Jada, 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 Jada Smalls, Abby, woo woo, A-B-B-Y too, and uh, Gracie, Sarah, uh, Desiree, Wendy, Brooke, how about uh, Marianne, Kaylee, Rich, Siobhan, Chels, Tabitha, Precious, Precious, Dylan, Kellen, Pretty in Pink, Megan, Rosie, Kendall, S-M-F, Amanda, 
and we have Christy, we have Anne and Carol. What about Kimberly, Ruth, Stacy, Christy, Chelsea, Dong Dong, that's Dong Dong, not Ding Dong, Dong Dong. And uh, my just heartfelt appreciation goes out to Michaela and Bree, Laura, Sienna, Jocelyn, Riley, Bobby, Jenna. We have Ashton, Tessa, Angela, Nicola, Cooper, Carissa, Lucy, Nicole, Tammy, Liberty, Sarah, Jade, Elizabeth, Barty Boy, Winston, Alex, Grace, Stephanie, Angel, Skylar, Ariana, Elise, Amanda, Zoe, Lise, Kaylee, JC, K, just a K, mysterious. Nav, Sari, sorry, 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 Sari, whatever. And uh, Dayanara Newstead, Dayanara Newstead, Rocco, Emma, Ashley, Aggie, Day, Jennifer, Jackie, Bryce, Steph, Carly, Gwyneth. Keep going. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Megan, Matthew, Flowing Seeds, hmm. Allison, Dana, Jill, Becky R., Jessica, Pan Princess, Grace Handley Rittenhouse, Aubrey, Casey, Diana, Javana, Tooncats, Tooncats, Ariana, Gabby, Cass, Ellie, Kendall, Kendall, thanks for watching. Then we go to Laura, Jaden, Mackenzie, Dan, Tracy, Caitlin, Justin Moore, Jamie, Baggio, Eoin, uh, E-O-I-N, Bullion, Benafis, Anthony, Isaiah, Cassie, Madison, Michelle, Tori, Theron, Maria, Lucy, Madison, Lux. There was a Lux on the show one time. I wonder if that's you, Lux. Annie, and my appreciation continues. Here we go. Madeline, Gloria, Colin, Mary, Emily, Eden, Shannon, Hannah. Hannah, I'll be talking about you too, Hannah. Josh, Gretchen, Phoebe, Cade, Sarah, Brittany, Heather, Ethan, Madison, and Kylie, Riley, Alyssa, Allison, Melissa, Bryson, Paige, Paige Ducios, Ducios, Paige Ducios, Taylor, Jasmine, Mackenzie, Maddie, Maddie O'Connor, Claudia, Caitlin, Dominic, Monica, Taylor, Tyla, T Y L A H, Tyla, Cameron, Vince, Katie, Michaela, Vivian Stein, or Vivian Stan, I'm not sure, uh, Cameron, Dizzle, Brenda, Courtney Anderson, Valerie. I mean, let's hear it for all you ALDC elites. This is fabulous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bethany, Denise, Jennifer, Elaney, Audrey, Addison, Jillian Nelson, Tasha Bull, Ashley, Crystal, Jay Bent, Brenda Silva, Rebecca, and Allison, Chloe Tringle, Ashley Jane McNaught. You McNaught, you Mc, maybe. McNaught, Christy, Kelly, T oh, let's say their last names, Christy Muggs, Kelly Miggert, 
Thomas Larger, Stephanie Vaught, Nina, Megan, Lela, Lila, 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 Edinburn, Brandon, William, Lucy Childs, Hannah Kallmeyer, and Susanna Kahn. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. I know there's more of you out there, and we will give you a great big shout out soon. Yes? All of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I hope you love living on the dance floor. But this time here on my podcast, we leave it on the dance floor. That's right. How crazy is that? So many ALDC elites we have that watch every single week. That's great. That's wonderful. And thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. And just letting every ALDC elite know we are planning on doing more um, fun things for our subscribers. Um, Maybe potentially the next Ask Abby could be like one big Zoom episode. If we could try to have maybe some fans on, but it's a lot of people to manage. And we do this for our Zoom classes, but we would have to figure out exactly on Zoom and we could do a QA on Zoom. I love that. Yeah. Let's do that. And we can make it a whole episode of Leave It on the Dance Floor. So stay tuned, everybody. That'll be on my Instagram. So watch for that. We'll do a whole Zoom podcast with all of you ALDC elites. That would be great. Okay. Now we're going to some questions, right? Yeah. So let's start with Audrey. Uh, you said you were not in. You were not the so-called studio brat, uh, front and center of every number as a young dancer, right? And that you were a jack of all trades, and a master of none because you were involved in many activities. Do you wish you were more involved in dance as a da- in dance as a dancer when you were a kid versus you know just the choreography side? Yes. Sometimes I wish I hadn't been involved in all of those activities that I just danced, that I was at the dance studio, that my mother pushed me harder, that I had more rules and regulations, you know, the discipline. I think that being a better dancer, stronger dancer physically would have helped me as a teacher. I do. But then on the other hand, when I'm designing a costume, And I have to know how it's going to stretch and how it's going to lay on the body. I think about my sewing lessons at Sears. When we bought a sewing machine, you got these free lessons with it. Well, they weren't free. Nothing was free, but you know what I mean. And then when I'm designing a headpiece or I'm putting the rhinestone appliques onto a costume, I think about my garden club days and floral designing and how it's, you know, short, medium, tall and where you place the items really matters the appliques or the stonework or, you know, whatever feathers. And I learned that at my classes at the garden club. You know, I learned that in my classes at the garden club. Uh, Oh goodness. So many things I learned doing other activities that I brought to my dance world. And the one thing I did that was really great was charm school. I know it sounds silly, but it was downtown in Pittsburgh at Kaufman's department store our big department store before Macy's took over the world. And it was on the 11th floor. The elevator, I'm sorry, the escalators were wooden. It it was crazy. And I remember that. It stands out in my mind. And we learned how to get in and out of a regular car, how to get in and out of a sports car, how uh, much tip to leave, depending on the restaurant, if it was a four-star restaurant, if it was a buffet restaurant, if it was a breakfast place. You know, you learned all that. And it was so important. And I use those things in my everyday life. If let's say you're at a big event in a theater, right? You see a Broadway show 
and you come out and everybody's flooding out the doors and you realize, oh my goodness, I left my sweater inside. And you have to get back in up the steps to a big building where everyone's coming out. They taught us that, you know, where to go, how to stay next to the railing and go sideways, cross, 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 step together, cross together, step together, cross together to get up the steps. Things like that, that you don't think of teaching a kid, but I learned that and it was important and I use it in my everyday life. I mean, when I was walking and getting in and out of a sports car, you know, it's a little different now, but I did learn things. And uh, do I wish I was more involved at the dance studio? Yes, I do. But my mother had a business to run and she did not want me to be this studio brat, what I call, uh, you know, a kid who's parents own the business and they're there all the time. I didn't have 27 pairs of tap shoes. I wasn't in the front, in the middle. Even in acrobatic class, I had to go last down the mat. I remember that. Oh, it used to take me off. Uh, my mother just didn't want to show favoritism to me. So she didn't. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I'm curious, you know, what, this question made me think of this. What was your reaction to that clip of you that came out of you dancing? And do you remember where it was? Yes, it was, it was a rehearsal, dress rehearsal, or maybe a lighting rehearsal for a recital. So it was in some high school auditorium. Uh, I know that my friend who's passed on, uh, Vivian Littman, probably filmed that and her daughter had it and posted it instead of giving it to me to post. And uh, yeah, she posted it. I was marking the number. Let's get that straight. Those were not my kicks. I could kick. I have long legs. Uh, yeah, I was marking the number for staging or lighting or whatever. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, the comments obviously were like, oh, She's I horrible. thought that she you know, could be, you know, I thought she would be like a Maddie if she's, you know, being the one telling them what to do all the time. But, you no. know, people are crazy. Well, I was never the dancer. You know, being a dancer is hard, hard work. It's physically demanding. It's perfection. It's timing. It's all of those things that you see on Dance Moms that you hear come out of my mouth. So tough. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be the boss. I've been teaching dance for years, starting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then with the success of the television show Dance Moms and Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition, I've had the pleasure of traveling outside the U.S. to work with students from across the globe. As much as I get to travel, there are so many places I can't make it to in a year. It wasn't until the world shut down and Zoom became our new normal that I realized how easily I could connect with you all over the world. Every weekend, I teach a virtual technique class. There are students who join from Israel, the Philippines, Australia, England, Ireland, Scotland, Finland, you name it. I teach 
my legs and feet curriculum. Flexibility, a fabulous warm-up that you can use every day. And answer your questions on how to impress those judges at your next competition. Now I'm working hard to get to your country in person between filming, but get a head start on your training and join our ALDC WW Zoom classes. Registration is available every week at aldcworldwidelive.com. Again, that's aldcworldwidelive.com. Get a leg up on your competition this season, and I'll see you on Zoom. But what I love, though, is that I've been going through some of the program books that you uh, gave me. And it was when it was the Mary and Lorraine dance studio. And I believe in one of them, you were, you were younger. I'm not sure. Do you remember when the transition was where you actually stopped uh, taking class versus choreographing? Like, what was that oh, like? Probably 16, 17. I did my senior, my senior year. Yes. I was young okay. for school though. I graduated at 17. Oh, interesting. Like I hadn't turned 18 yet. Everybody else was 18 and I was still 17 for the whole year. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you who are following us on Instagram at leave it on the dance floor podcast, we have the blue check. Uh, so that's the only uh, verified account that you can follow the podcast. But we posted the original dance moms that Sandy was a part of. Yes. What yes. Uh, my dear friend, Sandy Powers, her daughters both danced one very short lived, didn't like her costume. So she quit. And, uh, her younger daughter, Melissa, was in my very first dance company when I was 14 years old. And uh, she's thriving, married, two kids, you know, doing her thing. But uh, those were the memories. That's when it all first started. And there's another woman. Her name is Karen Salonic, dear, dear friend. Uh, I just saw her when I was at home for Thanksgiving. And she remembers, she tells the story all the time that they were in the dressing room for the recital and she was getting her two daughters, Kim and Jenny ready. And I walked in and made some big announcement and told this one, their headpiece was on the wrong side. And this one, her shoes weren't right or tights were the wrong color. And out I walked and out I went. And Karen turned to another mom and said, who was that? Who was that little kid? Bossy, 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 telling us all what to do. And the other woman said, oh, well, that's Miss Mary and Lorraine's daughter. You better listen to what she said. And in the meantime, Karen goes, so I listened. I've been listening ever since. I'm still listening to you. That's the way it went. You told us what to do and we did it. Nobody questioned it. Nobody bucked the system. Everybody wanted to go along. I said, hey, we're going to Vegas. This is when we're going. This is when we're coming home. This is what you're wearing on the airplane. And we did it. We all did it and we loved it and we had a blast and it wasn't about solos. It was about the group, the group routines. The kids had solos for the recital, uh, but we didn't do them in competition. It wasn't about that. It was a team and it was amazing. Amazing. And what I loved about when Sandy and Denise and your uh, original girls came on is that they were talking about the fundraisers that you guys would do. And it made me think about when I was in high school and I went to Disney world to perform and we all did, you know, but, and, you know, we did like a cookie 
fundraiser and uh, we did a big dinner dance where we performed and everybody came and we served them dinner and stuff. So it's just nice. And I know that a lot of people out there, especially in dance or teams or anything like that could relate. It was a, it was a nice episode. Well, I have a funny story. I don't know if it'll make the cut for the podcast. Uh, my dad, oh God, he was, uh, that's where I get my brassiness, my boldness, uh, my sarcasm is from my dad. So I remember uh, a girl who was much older than I was and I was a little kid and she was in high school and she knocked on the door because she was selling uh, candy bars or lottery tickets or something. And my dad answered the door and uh, I think her name was Allison King. And she maybe babysat me at one time or something. And my dad answered the door and she said, I'm selling candy bars for the trip, da da da, for the band or whatever. And my dad said, Oh, for Christ's sake, tell your dad to write out a check, boom, and shut the door. <laughs> so I was not allowed to sell anything door to door, never. When it was Girl Scout cookie time, my mom wrote a check, bought all the cookies, and then gave them to people. She gave them to the faculty members at the studio. She gave them to, you know, customers, clients, whatever. And we ate them. We ate a lot of them, a lot of them. So I just remember that we weren't allowed to go door to door selling anything. And my parents were just like, we had children. We have to pay for our children. That's how it works. And or we had a child. We have to pay for our activities. And then 10 years later, my own dance company is selling everything. Hoagies. We were the big hoagie seller and they were so good. What's a hoagie? A sub. It's a big Italian roll with ham, capicol, salami, and then you put the provolone cheese uh, in a separate baggie. There's lettuce and onions and it's fabulous. We, we made them. We actually made the hoagies. People stood there. It was an assembly line. Those are the memories that you have. And then we sold Easter candy and Christmas candy with Sarah's Candy Company, the best in Pittsburgh. And, uh, Gosh, we sold calendars that had lottery tickets on them once a month. It was crazy. We sold everything because it was my goal to get those kids out of Pittsburgh to see the world. Not to Ocean City, Maryland, not to Lake Erie or Conneaut, but to Vegas, the Bahamas, Disney World in Orlando, Florida, L.A., New York City to see two, three Broadway shows. Yes. And you did it. We did it. I did it. So those kids that don't dance, those kids that are school teachers or a doctor, a physical, uh, I'm sorry, a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon, all those kids remember those days. They remember going to Disney World and performing in the park, in the Magic Kingdom, in Epcot. They remember, you know, all the crazy things that we did. I mean, how about taking 80, maybe 100 kids and their entire families on a cruise. Those kids had a blast. You know, and you didn't have to worry about them because they were on a ship. Where were they going to go? They were somewhere. So Other was, than off the ship, God well, forbid. Yeah, but, no, <laughs> but it was great. It was just great. That's the thing that the people in the world don't see. Nobody sees those things. And the network, the producers, the production company, they didn't want you to see the happy times, the fun times, the excitement. They didn't want you to see me taking these kids on a journey, on a life journey that they would never forget. You know, it was just had to be bad. It had to be negative. It had to be mean. It had to be ugly all the time. 
And that's a shame because there were some great times. And if you talk to people, really sit down and talk to them, they're going to remember those great times. Even the kids on the show. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where things turn south, you know, and, and were disrupted. Uh, I see the ugliness on the show. I see it in myself. Uh, I definitely know the producers and I know what they were trying to produce out of nothing. But I also feel like there were times that the kids maybe forget, maybe they put out of their mind. And I'm talking about off camera, not on the show, but while they were in my dance studio as members of the Ivy Lee Dance Company. And you all have to think about that, you ALDC elites and you junior elites. You need to think about that. Why on earth would they have been at my studio at eight, nine, 10, even 11 years old if they weren't happy there? You know, you start when you're three, two and a half or three. If you didn't like it, you don't come back and we never see you again. But you come back. And then the next year, and then the next year, and you're, ooh, so excited because Abby came into your baby class. Miss Abby came into the baby class and Miss Abby held my arms and she arched me back and stretched me. And now I'm going to get to go to a special class with her. I mean, that was exciting for those kids. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Absolutely. And I mean, all the bus rides that they could have shown and, you know, yeah. it's a shame. But yeah. back to uh, our questions from our ALDC elites. Uh, Claudia says, hi from Canada. Uh, and I guess this kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, what you were just talking about. How do you feel about Maddie in specific? In- you know, specific in a perfect world, how would you wish your relationship would be now had none of the things that, you know, necessarily happened behind closed doors went down? What, what would your ideal situation be with all of the kids, I guess, be? Well, I guess with Maddie in particular, I would think that she would invite me to see her new home, uh, to a party, uh, that we might meet for lunch or even see a movie. Uh, she's probably very busy. Um, perhaps invite me to set to something that she's working on or shooting. That would be a perfect world. Uh, but Melissa was very uh, strange with things like that. There was only one thing that she got, which, hello, I got her. I took her to a meeting with Capizio, which is a dancewear line. And I took her to this meeting when we were in New York. Her mother wasn't even there. I got a car service it's before Uber. And we drove all the way out to their headquarters out of New York City and had a meeting with the owners of Capizio. And I said, I want this kid to have a brand deal. I want to have this. I want to have that, blah, blah, blah. All for her. I wasn't getting anything out of it, but pride. And... Nothing happened for a while. Then all of a sudden she was doing this big collab with uh, Betsy Johnson, a big collab with Betsy Johnson. And Melissa asked me to come to the shoot to make sure that Maddie's poses, that Maddie wanted me to look at the pictures that she's posing to make sure they were, you know, technically correct. 
because sometimes photographers take weird angles and they all think, oh, this is great. It's not. Uh, so I went and I was there and I made sure the poses were great. And that was it. Everything else she did was secretive. Melissa was living a secret life and she was used to that because she, you know, was sneaking around on her husband, having an affair, all of that. She was used to that sneaky life. So she kept everything secret until now, a lot of times for all of you that don't understand, you sign documents, you sign a contract that you can't talk about this or you can't talk about that. Like I had a great meeting yesterday morning. I can't talk about it because it's secret and you sign paperwork, but Melissa telling me personally, verbally, not in writing that, oh, Maddie's going to do a commercial or Maddie's going to be on this or Maddie's going to be on that and da, 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 and da, da, da. What was wrong with that? It was my student. I was training her. Uh, I went to set one time when she was on a little TV show because she was dancing. And again, I don't think it was Melissa. Uh, one of the producers invited us to set because I was in town. I was in LA and they wanted me there. They just wanted to meet me, I think. So I went and I watched it and Maddie kept saying the line over and over. And the line had the word get in it, G E T. And she kept saying, get, get, get. And I was freaking out inside internally. I didn't say anything, but finally I went over to the wrangler who takes care of the kids. And I said, could you please tell somebody to tell Maddie to say get and not get like, get over here. It was get over here. And they did and they fixed it and they corrected it. And she sounded so much better. That was the last time I was invited anywhere. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll move on, but I guess I'm curious, just is the door open if they reached out to you? Sure. Any of them? Sure. The door is open always, but they're the child. I'm the adult. Your elders, you know, you go to your elders. It's up to the younger person. That's just proper etiquette. Uh, I, I don't get GET. I don't get the kids. I remember... Nia, uh, she held everything inside. She could never break down and cry. But a few times she did. A few times, whether it was something going on with a grandparent or, you know, something happened or maybe I said something, whatever. Uh, a few times. Uh, Maddie cried at the drop of a hat every five seconds. Uh, even the first day when I had the whole scene with the sinister minister came into the studio. I remember Maddie was really shaken like up about that whole thing. Uh, things like that. When I remember those kids and the tears and hugging them and holding Maddie close to my body, like tight hugging her as her mom and dad were screaming at each other. I, I don't know where those kids went. I know they grew up. I know they're adults. I know their education is pretty good. I don't know where they went because those are the kids that I raised and to say thank you and to write a thank you note and to be humble and to be aware and to be in the moment and all the dance things and all the life lessons. And I, I just don't know 
what happened to those children. Because those kids, if their dance teacher was laying in a hospital, almost dying, close to death, they would feel something. Even if it was like, thank God she's dead. Hallelujah. I mean, something you would feel. Because I always taught them to feel. Feel the story. Feel the music. Feel the energy. Read the room. You know, those types of things. Know who those judges are. Get in those judges' faces and gauge them. Look at them. Make eye contact. And, you know, it's just, that's bizarre to me, Michael, that you are so callous and so above it that you can just cut that out of your life. I, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Not too long ago, I was in the hospital fighting for my life, fighting a very rare form of cancer, Burkitt lymphoma, choking my spinal cord, knocking at death's door and having to go through 10 very invasive rounds of chemotherapy. I never thought I'd be able to stand on my own two feet again, let alone teach dance. It wasn't until Dancers Against Cancer visited me during my recovery to help in my time of need that I realized their incredible mission. They have created an alliance in the dance community that provides financial support and inspiration to dance educators, choreographers, studio owners, dancers, and their families who have been impacted by cancer. The I'm a Dancer Against Cancer campaign was founded in 2012 in response to the loss of a young dancer from cancer. Since then, it has become a beacon of hope in the dance community, uniting dancers all over the nation. Join the fight against cancer and help make a difference with the dance community. For more information, on how to get involved and make a one-time or even monthly donation, please visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. Again, please get involved and make a difference within the dance community. Visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. It is worth noting that Kendall and Jill and the Bertezes did come to your post-prison, post-poison party and did wish you well. So it's nice to see that at least, you know, some of them have, I don't know, said something. Yes, I, I, and I talk to Joe every once in a while and she has said thank you. She has literally typed it in a text. Well, thank you for what you did for Kendall, you know, and I, uh, I always say she has an older daughter, Riley, that I talk to that I'm very proud of. She's doing fabulous. But Jill, you know, I think if I remember taking Jill by the arm, walking her into my dancewear store, Broadway Babies Dancewear and Costume Shop, and sticking her in a chair and telling the cameraman, film her, put her on camera, and telling the producer that was there, interview her. I think she's great. I think she's an attractive woman. She has beautiful children. Let's let's interview her. And that's how that happened. So if I remember it happening like that, I'm sure Joe remembers happening like that. So yeah. she remembers. She knows that it was me. 
that got her on that. Yeah. So who knows? We never know about the future, especially in this world. Uh, a brighter question uh, comes from Bryce Brown. Uh, he says, or she says, or they say, uh, hey, Miss Abby's. Uh, oh, hey, Miss Abby, number one super fan here. Are you going to ever go back to your big hair like in season five? <laughs> I mean, I think your hair is pretty big these days, I think right? My hair is pretty big. Uh, the problem is, sweetie, I lost my hair during cancer. You know, during the chemotherapy. I almost said during COVID. During chemotherapy, I lost my hair, and when it came back in, it's not as thick and good. I had a really good head of hair, and my dad's hair, really good hair. So it's not as thick, so it's hard to make it that big. But I, it's it's getting there. It's pretty big. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even your short hair, though, looked great. I have to say, like when you were on Dr. Oz and the wig, we, we left the wig at the hotel. It was like a whole big thing. I remember that. But not your we, short not hair looked fabulous. I didn't leave it anywhere. Other people left it somewhere. <clears throat> Let's just say. Well, I met you at the studio that day, so I wasn't at the hotel. So right. I'm going to tap out of that one. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't my call. Um, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yes. I will say, though, it wasn't my favorite wig that you had, so all all worked out. Anyway, uh, Gretchen Brooks asks, why was Paige always at the bottom of the pyramid on the show, except once she was at the top, uh, and why didn't she get more solos on the show? She was one of my favorite dancers, and I always thought she was adorable. Also, can you mention my name, Gretchen? I'm from Arizona. Okay, Gretchen Brooks, this is for you and everyone else that's listening. Paige. Paige was, Paige and I had uh, like a special relationship because I really felt sorry for the kid. And I just thought she was a beautiful child. And uh, she didn't pick up very quick. And that was part on Kelly. She would schedule these private lessons week after week after week after week. Nobody did that in my studio because I had too many kids that did solos. And I did all the solos except the tap solos. But I even did the arms, the faces, the costuming, the sketches. I did all that for the tap kids too. So I was doing 70 some solos, but Paige and Brooke always had this standing private. And oh my goodness, when I would have to cancel it or I was late because I was coming in traffic or whatever, it was like the end of the world. So when Paige learned a solo and she was finally got a solo, right? Uh, she was at the age where I thought she could handle it. It took her from August, September, October, November, December to learn a routine. What is that? Five months, four months. It took September, October, November, December. So it took this kid about four months to learn a solo. We would do 64 counts each time, each lesson. So I'd start at the beginning and I'd add on, then I add on, then I'd work on some steps and some tricks and add on and then finish it, right? Then go back through it. And maybe by now, four months later, she's doing more difficult tricks or more difficult steps, jumps, leaps, turns. So I would change it up, add the stuff in, take stuff out. That's how it happened. So Paige was not quick on picking up choreography. And that's a lesson for everyone, not just Gretchen. Some kids learn visually. They see a dance, boom, they learn it, they execute it, they book the job at an audition, right? Other kids can read a book. They read the chapter, they get an A on the test. Other kids have to read the chapter over and over and over. They have to get a tutor. 
They have to go somewhere and they, you know, have to highlight all the words, all the dates, all the times, all the places in the chapter. They still don't get an A on the test. Kids learn differently. And as a teacher, there's different ways to teach. So Paige, I was nice. I was sweet. She learned the dance. Boom. So I'm sorry she wasn't at the top of the pyramid more. She didn't pick up. She struggled. She got nervous. Was that my doing? Not really. It was the way she was raised. She just didn't have that confidence, that chutzpah, to just get out there and do whatever. No. And a nice, sweet little girl. And I'm saying that now, after this nice, sweet little girl sued me for $5 million. Yes. Paige sued me for $5 million. So... I still care. I still. Well, hope I she's mean, doing do well. we really think that was? Do, do we really think that you know? Because at the time, I mean, she was still a child, you know, and it, it happened right after she was thirteen. Kelly, yeah, it, it happened right after Kelly did it. I don't know. I just think that it's like so weird, and I'm sure even she now, I would think, would regret that because clearly it didn't work out, and just like that's just sad. But she, it, well, it is sad. Know. But at thirteen, I told my mom I wanted to put kids in a dance competition at 13. Yeah. I choreographed True. my own trio. I cut the music on reel to reel tape. I got the costumes. I rhinestone them. I put the kids in the competition. If I could do all that at 13, couldn't you open your mouth and tell your mother, mommy, don't, don't do that. Yeah. I don't want my name involved. Please don't yeah. do that. Please don't do that. I mean, kids out there, does your mother come out with some outfit on? To go somewhere with you and you're like, mom, please don't wear that. Mom, look at your hair. Mom, you can't go out with rollers in your hair. I mean, come on, kids. You know you do that. You could certainly say, mom, please don't sue my dance teacher for $5 million. It's You have to laugh at it when, when you hear it now. You when know? I say it like that? Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. You know, I, I didn't guess laugh. Cost a lot of money to just, get those thrown out of court. I bet. Uh, I, I guess to put the nail in the coffin on that uh is the door open for her too absolutely absolutely okay well that's nice i mean listen maybe not on this podcast maybe not on anything but even just if you happen to be in the same area a simple hello she's she's so grown now and she's gorgeous yeah. she, i i she she should be modeling because she's freaking gorgeous wow. um our final question of today's Ask Abby is actually our first recorded question. We have a bunch that are saved for uh, the next one because we want to open it up to our uh, ALDC elites that want to actually send in their questions with them recording. Oh, we wow, have some video, fun. we have some audio. Woo! So we have it here and it's from a lovely little girl in, or little girl, a lovely young lady in Ireland. So hopefully you can hear it when I play it. Okay. This is one of my interview questions. And I'm failing miserably. <clears throat> I think you would have Bob Fosse as one of them. Absolutely. Am I wrong? No, that okay. was number one. Mr. Bob Fosse. Yes. Uh, I'd want to know everything. Everything. Just how the movement begins and what he sees. And how he gets that simple, simple, simple movement to tell a story. That would be number one. Ah, uh, I mean, I could just hang in there and go with Michael Bennett and Jerome Robbins. We could have all three of them together at lunch, but that would probably get a little, 
volatile that would get that would get and they could be they could be alive too they don't necessarily need to be gone either no no no. i know but it was just be funny uh certainly my mom and dad i would want to go to lunch with them again i have a million questions to ask my mom and dad millions of questions and i i you know i guess someday i'll be with them again and i'll be able to uh to ask them although we kind of screwed up the whole funeral cemetery thing and now i'm not with them i'm like around the corner, which is not ideal. Gosh, kids, when you're doing stuff like that, pay attention, read the fine details, fine lines. Okay. Spirits can travel. Who else? Well, Rosie O'Donnell, but I do have lunch with her and she's fabulous and she's so smart. She's the most intelligent person I know. Okay. Besides you, Michael. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Well, you're going to hopefully maybe meet Fran Drescher soon. I am. I, Rosie, I, I'll, I'll send you the text. You can read it. Oh, my okay. God. So, well, hopefully we would love to have Rosie on Leave It on the Dance Floor, too. So hopefully that'll happen she, in the works. We're, we're going to make her work. dance. We're going to make Rosie dance. All right. Uh, you. You can come to lunch. Ooh. So uh, just for our I, ALDC elites that would like to submit questions um, in the future, that is where we're going to leave it today. Uh, but I just uh, thought of something to... so good and we screwed up this whole podcast. I thought of something what? so good. So good. What? At the end of the podcast, of each podcast, we have to make the, the guest dance. Oh, okay. Well, dance. listen, there's still time. No, the guests have to dance like step all change or like a jazz square, something, something okay. simple and easy. Cause I just, in my mind, I just pictured Rosie here doing like a little step all change. Like I'm going to give them a name of something and they have to do it. They have to know what it well, is. Well, it's our 25th episode. So I'm sure we got plenty of time to get our next okay. guests to Let's get uh, our do shit that. together, Michael. Yes. Uh, but just anybody who would like to submit questions in the future, uh, feel free to go to patreon.com slash the real Abby Lee. Uh, there is instructions there on how to send us an email with your recording. If you would like to uh, hear yourself on, leave it on the dance floor, but uh, it's been fun. And next time uh, it'll be number four. We, we love the ask Abby episodes. I think it's nice to hear from the fans. Yes. It's great to hear from you. And a lot of you have the same questions, but every once in a while you stump me. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Leave it on the dance floor. We love the fans. I love all of you. I appreciate you. And whatever you'd like to know, ask. It never hurts to ask, right? Everybody out there, it's time. Get up, dance, smile, laugh, have a little fun. Until next time, leave it on the dance floor. ALDC Elite, thank you so very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and give Leave It on the Dance Floor a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to watch each week and see exclusive behind-the-scenes content like my never-seen-before pictures and videos from the competitions, some even taken from the wings, classes at the ALDC studio in Pittsburgh, or even our iconic dance concerts, head over to Patreon or become a member on YouTube Premium, linked in the show notes each week. See you on the flip side. A Huda Media Production.